Testing. Are we recording? Are we? Are we? You tell me. We definitely are. Okay, cool. Nice. So, my top 10, I didn't make an official list or anything like that. Um, I kind of, again, just going by the nominees list, but I do have a couple I want to call out yeah, and kind of rant about um, specifically for not being nominated. So, let's hit the nominees first. Yeah, there's a few we talked about, but definitely a handful on there that we kind of just bypassed. Yeah. We have not talked about, well, except for the grandpa, but Belfast. Okay, cool. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. No, Belfast's pretty good. (laughs) Belfast is good. It was, it was, I think some, I forget what reviewer this was, but they were talking about how it's through the eyes of a child who definitely treats their parents as like rock stars and like the coolest versions of people, you know? Well, if my parents were that hot, I probably would also do, think that of totally, <laughs> totally like the I, hottest parents of all time. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you have the hottest parents ever, and it's like you have to deal with that and yeah. like talk to your therapist about it. Like <laughs> this kid will be forever. You know, she's like, "Why are my parents so hot? <laughs> like, why do I think that?" Yeah. Um, you're like, well, if your parents look like Jamie Dornan and like yeah. Katrina Boff, you'd be like, "Oh yeah." know you might have some oedipus complex yep, in there yep totally um but the the rationale he gave was like he, you know his parents probably weren't that hot or cool or his dad wasn't like could like that like revered and like entertaining all the kids in the the you know on the basketball court and just being like an all-around like just jack of all trades and whatever it's like this is like through the eyes of a kid who i idealizes his surroundings yeah like idolizes his parents like they can't do any wrong like even though there's some drama and stuff like that it's like he's viewing it as like you know there's that scene in the nightclub or whatever it is where his parents are singing and dancing and you know very much in love with each other and all this stuff and like that's what the kid sees like it's kind of like rose cutter rose colored glasses type thing not in a, like a malicious way like but there were just definitely things he wasn't choosing to see or something like that and i think that's like kind of the lens of the whole film is this really through the eyes of a child version of things which is kind of cool because it's not like this slog of a biopic or anything like that you know of this very like heavy time in his history. Yeah. I think that's like a, a great way to think about it where, right. Like the, the surroundings of that environment in like Northern Ireland at mm-hmm. the time was like incredibly violent and like clearly traumatic for, for mm-hmm. everybody, not just like the children, but yeah, it's like he's choosing to remember the the positive influences on him from that time mm-hmm. and like taking from it like we you know we we had a life beyond that like it wasn't mm-hmm. and he obviously did like you know i mean kenneth brown's very successful mm-hmm. so if it's any yeah, sort of right. like <laughs> but it's like he is yeah very much like 
you know, we dealt with these difficult things in our lives, mm. but ultimately like we had family and like sometimes, but I think that's what family is and like friends are about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have your differences and difficulties, but it's easier to forgive those people on your, or like not forgive, but it's just like, you know, yeah, we got through the difficult times. Like let's choose to, to, to look at the positive or like, yeah, yeah. The positive sides of those things, which I think Belfast, like without neglect, without entirely neglecting the like trauma of like growing up in basically like a, a war zone essentially. Mm -hmm. Like I think they do a tremendous, a great job of just being like, he was still a kid and like Mm -hmm. still did everything he could to like act like a normal kid. Yeah. I'm starting to think of, um, something I was talking to my mom about once where it's like, I was remembering some of our family vacations and how I was like, Oh, I, I remember doing this on these family vacations. I remember doing this and like all these things. And I was bringing it up because like my niece and nephews had come to visit me here in Chicago and like it rained all weekend and like there wasn't a whole lot to do with like, you know, small children in the city and especially when it was raining and I just remember, oh, they're going to, they're, they're complaining a lot. They're going to think like going to see Uncle Matt is like this huge chore and it sucks and like blah, blah, blah. And like come to find out like all they could talk about was like how fun it was to go see uncle Matt in Chicago and like all the tall buildings and how much fun they had and all this stuff. But what I remember was like them like melting down a lot and like all these things happening where they were like, I'm bored or I'm like all these things. And I, so that's why I was talking to my mom about our family vacations. I'm like, I remember doing this then the other thing on our like trips out West and stuff. She's like, that's how they remember it too because or how they remember their trips too because what i remember is what you remember about those trips which is a lot of like meltdowns and a <laughs> lot of like things but like kids don't see things that way no kids don't like you're not registered you're remembering the good stuff which is great and like i remember the good stuff too but i also remember like being really fed up at certain points and i remember you fighting with your sister and like all this stuff it's like but as a kid like you don't recall all that stuff and like you are like seeing it through rose colored glasses and you are just kind of like seeing it kind of like for what it really was, which we all try to hold dear is like, these are family bonding experiences and these are all these things. And so I think that's what Belfast was, was like, this is what to the, the, good stuff was this is the takeaway for these things even though there was some bad stuff you remember the drama and things like that but like you're not remembering every single meltdown that happened or like whatever you know no that's a good like yeah the yeah in belfast like right you're seeing it through that kid's lenses and like the the difficult and like traumatic aspects of the life that they're living are are almost like they're almost background they're not treated as like insignificant, but they're treated as like, despite all of this stuff, mm-hmm. it's the like, it's the good part. It's like the happy parts that stick out the most, which, yep, you know, 
I can't complain about that message. It's yeah. maybe something I struck with myself, but I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, we're watching Belfast. I was we're like, cynical yeah, adults like now. So, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. we're the parents yeah. being like, no, you guys complain the whole time. Yeah, now. all I remember is a bunch of just carrying but, on. Yeah, you forget <laughs> you know? from the other perspective. You're like, no, that was like a wonderful time. You're like, oh, you guys don't remember yeah. this. Which you is, guys don't remember the tall buildings of Chicago? <laughs> no, I remember when you melted like, down. No, I remember the it just Park. rained like, the whole time and we couldn't leave my apartment. Yeah. And you guys were just like yelling and screaming at each other. Like, ah, okay. <laughs> we were having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, Belfast I, is pretty good. I guess yeah. I, at this point, I'm just going down the list. But like Belfast, like just to mention Belfast because we haven't like a ton. Yeah. But it was very good. It was one of those like. I guess I could say it's kind of Oscar Beatty in that way where it's like, I equate it to almost like, uh, it's very palatable yeah. for a Oscar nominated feature. Kind of like a green book. Was. Yeah. That's what I was like. I feel, I don't feel weird. I don't have like second thoughts about recommending Belfast to anybody. I'm like, Oh no, yeah. I'd be like literally anybody can enjoy it. I think movie. everyone's like, going to yeah. get like a nice medium, medium to like movie. high level yeah. of enjoyment. Like no yep. one's going to watch Belfast and be like, that sucked. Yeah. Weird. They like, might not like it's in black and white. That's the only sure, thing I could sure. think. I, that's the only thing I can think but of. But I like, think it's like, yeah. so yeah, it's still so jovial and like it's tone that, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel drab in a way where no. like some black and white movies. Can no, feel it's way. very vibrant. Like I keep forgetting that Kenneth Branagh, like had like his how storied his career is, and like how he's directed some of like he's directed Marvel movies. Like he's yeah. directed like very crowd pleasing like movies. I don't know why I still kind of like have this hang up in my mind where he's like he's. Shakespeare and right. doing all these things. Like he, he was freaking, so he was freaking love or was it loveless in Wild Wild West? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he does whatever he wants. Like, I mean, he's a, he does anything and everything. So yeah, he's yeah, yeah. It's true, and that's like yeah, I agree. Belfast is like very much like a crowd pleaser movie, which mm-hmm. which is sometimes talked about like disparagingly, but like that yeah. ultimately is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, it almost got me at the end. I don't yeah. really. I mean, I know I talked about gravity, but I don't usually cry. <laughs> At movies, so if it's not in the first five minutes, it's not at all. Yeah, exactly. If you aren't Sandy B spinning out of control after a broken satellite hits your spaceship, <laughs> and I'm not crying, like there's no oh. hope. Um, so Belfast, ooh, Coda, I'm gonna save you for last. Um, don't look up. I don't no. necessarily think that's I'm good. Oscar worthy. It I'm was good, entertaining. Thank you. Yeah, disagree. I hated it so. Much. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was Oscar worthy. I will all. say, I, I oh, you don't. You weren't even entertained. No, I, think I it. was it. way too preachy it, for it. It like to be. made me mad. Really? It. Oh, because of that, I was uh, like, I could feel. He, I could. It feels like Adam McKay has like disdain towards the audience. That's like you mm. idiots don't realize that like climate change was happening and like how come no one did anything about it? And you're like, interesting. Well, who are you talking to? Like, we didn't have the power to do anything. I'm like, yeah, no, we believe this. Like, what are we supposed to do? And it's very um, doomy. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. kind of, I don't know. The tone, it, it, it didn't work for me. I feel like if it was, if it wasn't an incredibly like famous cast, it wouldn't work at all. No. I think it only works for people because it's like every 15 minutes they're like, here's another insanely famous person. Mm. And now here's 
10 minutes of another insanely. And you're like, I love watching all of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there's a joke, a recurring joke that Jennifer Lawrence's like graduate student character gets some snacks while she's like visiting the white house. And <laughs> the general it's who she's so like good. waiting with tells her that they like cost money and she pays for them. <laughs> and then later she like finds out that they were free. <laughs> but she's and she can't, for them the she can't time. get over it. <laughs> and that I think is genuinely one of the funniest bits I've seen in a movie in like a long time. So I'm like, okay. There's that, but the rest of it, I, I just like, no. Oh, really? And I, I just don't have energy. I just yeah. don't. Adam McKay, I'm kind of like. Mm. Big Short, I kind of liked. Ooh, I really like Big Short. Vice, didn't really care that much for. It was all right. But was like, fine. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, on its high horse too much, like trying to tell us that like, he, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like he's, he, it, it feels smug in a way where he is like let me be the only person to show you what you're like not seeing but what hmm. he's showing us is like something we already know yeah i'm like who is yeah. this? the people well, watching don't look up are, i don't think are people who are like no i don't believe in climate change i think we're all just very like true you know we get what's going on and it sucks and it's like feels very hopeless at times mm-hmm. it didn't feel like clever in any way it just felt like kind of like I'm going to hit you over the head with this in a lot of obvious ways. That's going to like, that made, made it feel like he was like, you're all the idiots where we're like, Oh, well, we're not really in a position to change anything. No. And I think that goes back to your point about who is this for? Cause yeah, the people who are watching don't look up. You watch the trailer for don't look up. I don't, know if you're gonna watch the whole movie if you're not already kind of on board for its thesis you know was this is the same argument that like we go back and forth or not back and forth but we talk about all the time about john oliver oh yeah which is like who is this for because who really needs to be watching whatever john oliver is peddling is not the audience that's watching John Oliver. True. <laughs> like, but that's preaching clever. to the choir. I think you know? like it's, I think the problem with don't look up was I just was like, this isn't funny or entertaining and it's two hours and 20 minutes long. A comedy should never be that long. It's so long. Wow. I didn't even realize. And I was just like, no, I think comedy, that's why comedies are not. That's a really good long. point though, because you're right. Like most things like John Oliver, like satires are not, are never for the audience that needs to hear it the most. No. And he says as much too. Yeah. There was some stuff about, uh, anti-vax and stuff like that where he was like, if you have people in your life that are like, you know, anti-vax and stuff is like, don't show them this episode. Like show them like direct them to, I forget what he even said, but it was just like, he literally was like, don't tell them to watch this show. And I'm like, okay, well like, that's the problem, right? It's like all this great content is being produced, but it's like preaching to the choir content, you know? Yeah. But I think if it's done 
in a, like a clever, clever way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, I think "Don't Look Up" is so obvious. It's too obvious in its, it's message because yeah. it's. You're right because it is only for people who are like, you watch five minutes of it, you watch the trailer, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm either the I either understand climate change or I don't. Yeah. So I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're choosing to watch it, I need to see it. It felt to me like something I could have written. It feels like the way that I would like talk to my like mom over the holidays when I'm like have a few glasses of wine and I'm like, you don't understand how capitalism actually <laughs> affects our lives. And I'm like, here, let me tell you. And my mom's let like, me tell you how in my control. mom's like, I've literally been a teacher for like, you know, 30 years. Like, I, I don't think you don't need to like, uh, please shut up. And I'm yeah. like, that's, I was like, this felt like a, like a rant from a person that's like, you don't really get it. Except then you take a step back and you're like, well, they actually do get it. And I'm the one who's like being annoying about this. Oh man. Um, which sucks because yeah, I want, I always watch Adam McKay movies wanting to like them because yeah. he is like his sense of humor, I think is really funny. Yeah. And like, yeah, that, that Jennifer Lawrence bit is genuinely it one is of really the funniest funny. things I've ever seen. But <laughs> I think as a movie, it just like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was kind of over it. Uh, it gets really, um, yeah, it gets really heavy. And but aside from that, I would say it is really enjoyable just for the performances and for the yeah the sheer like comedy of it all. Like if you're kind of on board for that, so I guess that's yeah. I mean, it's very polarizing. No, my brother was like, but still, Academy Award Best Picture nominee. I don't, I don't know. It seems more like a popular movie, but it's like because like, but you know, I think a lot of people have very different opinions. Like my brother was like, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. And I was oh, like, wow. I hate, I was like, I hate this. But, <laughs> I hate this and I hate you. But I can <laughs> see why, like I'm trying to be like, I can see why and I can, but for me, it's just like not the, I don't know. We were talking about this. So like, yeah, Seems there's very not unpolished. a lot of comedies That's true. that are like really universally loved mm-hmm. uh, anymore. And I think, I think it's cause, well, but I think it's, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm more happy that a movie is at least like, polarizing people are watching and talking about it then it's better than being completely bland true yeah it i mean i think like that's because that's most a reaction out of me that's most comedies then i would assume yeah. is like things that just nobody's talking about yeah like, you don't want don't like yeah you laugh maybe like yeah. once every 10 minutes and then at the end of it you're like that oh, was fine yeah i would don't I, look up i was like mm. I occupied two it hours of my mad, life. But yeah. other people watching are like, that was hilarious and amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, but yeah, it's kind of weird that it's, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens, but maybe that's maybe another, they love, Adam McKay, like he, he gets his rec. Like, I, th- I don't know if the big shore was nominated, but I think, yeah, vice was definitely nominated. And like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's something to say about somebody who's like a, comes from a purely comedy background. Who's like trying to tackle more, serious current current events to mm-hmm. not like his like all of his movies seem to focus on things that have happened in the recent past in a way that well that documentary yeah, it's interesting to have people trying to do that the documentary but, he made uh anchorman <laughs> um i think really shed some light <laughs> on, oh. on uh that era so it did. you know he's uh that's the thing i'm like He's, he's made true, some of the funniest true voice movie. of the generation. He's yeah. made some of the funniest movies of our lifetime. And 
so maybe I think too, where I'm like, okay, you want to try something that's like a little more heavy handed and like serious and supposed to be a satire. Mm -hmm. It should, it should be funny then. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, unfortunately I just like laughed Uh, at one joke and that's about it. Yeah. And it was a great joke, but it needs to be more than that. Yeah. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. That is, I did not realize it was that. Wow. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so we can move past Don't Look Up. So we might as well talk about CODA since we're talking about hot button topics. Hot. Uh, CODA. Uh, If you don't know what CODA is, um, it's on Apple Plus, and it is, I don't know why it's led with that, but it is but the it most is on Apple Plus. But it is on Apple Plus. It is the sponsor most sponsor us, please. Toby Maguire, come Toby on the podcast. Maguire. Apple Plus sponsor Toby, us. Yeah. Apple Plus sponsor us. Toby Maguire <laughs> us. I don't. I just ran my. That was pretty us. good. Okay. There's a um, lot of singing in Coda, so it makes sense. There is a lot of singing in Coda. Coda is an after-school special disguised as Oscar bait. Yeah. And I don't get it academy uh what i don't either fuck it's definitely effective but like in a way where you're like you (laughs) after five minutes of watching the movie you're like yeah i was definitely manipulated by like they pull the emotional heartstrings in a way that's like impressive but also agreed you're like yeah that could have been on like hallmark or like that could have easily yeah my whole thing is like okay there's some emotional stuff in there like there's some like things that worked pretty well between like the for the premise of coda i don't know how to boil this down but it's like a child of deaf adults i think that's what coda stands for um but it centers on this teenager who is the child of deaf adults and like her whole family like her brother is also deaf and she's the only she's the only hearing hearing one in her family and they're you know it's just about her life and they don't glorify it they don't dwell on it it definitely plays a part in the whole movie like her like being basically the translator for her family um which is cool like there's some cool elements in there there's like you know it there's an there's interesting dynamics there and all this stuff but the way it's dealt like she is the child of deaf adults and she is a singer and she's going to you know she wants to go to music. Uh, where'd she want to go? What school? Interlochen or something like that. She yeah. wants to go, you know, she wants to sing for a living. It's like, oh, that's in- that's inherently interesting. It's like, you know, how do your parents relate to you if they can't even appreciate, quote unquote, the thing that is the passion in your life? Like that kind of thing. Those are all like really cool things. But the, the way they go about it and they have this, re- like, it's just so syrupy sweet and like after school special wise, like even the way it's like filmed, it's like, I, I don't understand why they choose such a like complex and like delicate and like, frankly, like under portrayed, like un- frankly unportrayed things in film with such like a hallmark lens and then they have this like music teacher in there. They're like, I don't know where they pulled this character from, but it seems like he was like from a different movie. Yes. Like he's so no. like over the top. Like I don't get, I don't get what they were trying to do here. Like they tried to like jam so much in this movie, and it frankly was like, yeah, manipulative. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, and it's like I don't, something. best picture. Like yeah, what? That's, like this that's is the like weird part. I don't get it. Is that yeah. right? 
it's totally effective for what it is. Yeah. It's something I like feel comfortable recommending to a lot of people because I'm like, I know you'll like like mm-hmm. and if a movie can like pull at your heartstrings and like emotions, like that's impressive in its own right. True. But like the overall aspect of it, yeah, it feels like something you would have found mm-hmm. on TV like on like TGIF Fridays or like on yeah like the Hallmark Channel where you're like ABC family a new kind of family watch Coda yeah (laughs) it's basically like bring the family together make a bowl of popcorn it's like it's basically about a family that loves each other and then they're just like learning to love each other more Mm -hmm. which you're like oh yeah that's nice they're so supportive oh my goodness and like yeah the the like disagreements are just like more like frustration points but Mm -hmm. yeah it works really well and it's effective for what it is and it's kind of weird that it's being considered for like best picture Uh, because you're just like this is a perfectly pleasant movie that like yeah anyone can watch and and get something out of it Mm -hmm. and be entertained and be moved by it but you're like you see the other some of the other movies nominated and you're like well that's like objectively there's no argument to be made. Like you put yeah. like drive my car or like yeah. even like nightmare alley, which like, I don't think it would be like, well, these movies are clearly much. <laughs> it's pretty obvious right away. You're like, that's a better movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Okay. Because the dad is getting like a lot of plaudits right now and he's nominated for best supporting actor. Yeah. Which I think is, it's great. Like, in the same way that the acting nominees don't like often reflect like foreign language films, like Mm -hmm. obviously someone that has to sign their way through an entire movie. Like, yeah, that's a pretty progressive choice, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, this feels like a makeup. If he wins, it's going to feel like a makeup pick because sound of metal came out last year. Yeah. And Paul Racy was nominated and didn't win. And I'm like, well, his he's a he's also a deaf actor. Both of them have been working actors for like you know decades now. Mm. But Paul Racy's performance in Sound of Metal, freaking incredible, dynamite. I think that was my pick for best supporting actor last yeah. year. And like, and at one end you're like, okay, it's great that like you know Troy Kotsur and Coda could win. But I'm like, how are you going to recognize this? But you ignored. Paul Racy and Sound of Metal. I'm like, that performance <laughs> no, in that movie is no just... No contest. It's similar themes, but it's so... But Sound of Metal is just so much better. Yeah. Um, but and they're Sound very, of Metal gave me, like, lasting anxiety. Yeah. Like, it's, but it's it the was same themes such an as Coda. It's film. a musician. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's slightly like a musician who's losing his hearing, but it's mm. still, like, dealing with that world of, like, the thing I want to do most either me or the people mm. around me can't understand. Dude, you are freaking crushing it. And yes. Sound of Metal was, is definitely not feel good in the same way as Coda because it actually no. engages with like mm-hmm. the, the legitimate anxiety of being like, mm-hmm. music is incredibly important. How devastating is it that you like, you can't engage with the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Where like Coda's like, yeah, none of my family can like support me because of this. Mm-hmm. But we'll find a way to love each other more because this is essentially a Hallmark movie. Yeah. And it's real. And like, yeah, I will say I watched it and enjoyed it. But I'm like, 
at no point while I was watching it was I was like, this should be nominated for some Oscars. I, I was couldn't like, believe it. Very pleasant movie I can recommend to anyone in my family and be like, you'll like this. Um, but yeah, interesting. Like, it's yeah, an interesting totally one. fine movie, but it does. Even people that love it, and there's a lot of people that love it, I think they find it hard to be like, yeah, you're right. It's not just like a Hallmark movie. You're like, no, it is. Like, yeah, that is the formula mm-hmm. for like Netflix, Netflix, like Christmas movies and stuff. And like, yes. where you're like, here's a family, a little bit of like trouble happens. And then you're yeah. like, now they just love each other way more again. And you're like, oh, yeah. that oh was man, sweet. they were supportive already. They had some like misunderstandings and like, you know, some hangups, but they're all like so communicative yeah. and like, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's anyway. Coda. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't mean to be so disgusted by something that's like, <laughs> you know, fine. But like, I just, I no. just don't get the, it's, I'm upset at the Academy. I just don't get it. Yeah. It's not like that people like it. It's yeah. that it's like, it's not the same as like one of these things is not like the other one. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. Moving to directly to drive my car, which we've already talked about. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I could see it's. It's gorgeous, well acted, well written, well executed. My taste is a little long. Okay. Yeah. They could have trimmed some stuff, but uh yeah. Oh. By all means. Best picture. Yeah. Sure. I mean for deserves sure. a nominee. Deserves a nominee. Dune, um Rules. way up there. Yeah. I think the big detractor from Dune for me for being like best picture is because it's not the whole picture. Yeah, that's um, fair. I think that's, that's it, really. I mean it's great. I, yeah. I had a great time. I That's saw it in why 4DX. Like, oh yeah, like the seats that move and the shake seats that move. And stuff. Literally, there's a scene in the movie where it's like raining and they literally shoot water at you. Oh, fuck. and you could turn that part off because it was messing with my glasses. Wait, you can turn it off? That's the when only you're in thing. The 4DX. The only thing you can control because it's right above you. There's uh-huh. a one button on your seat handle and it's, and it's to like do disengage, you want to be rained on disengage the water and Ke- i saw it with kevin did, and kevin did, he deploy- haven't, did anyone he, bring an umbrella to this I, we didn't know and it's like but kevin pointed out the button and i was like oh thank god, thank god it was like I messing with my glasses i had to wipe my glasses off it was ridiculous that's kind of wild so um, i'd much rather would have just seen it in imax but like i was glad yeah. we experienced 40x because it was yeah. it was a ride it's you an know. incredible it was a theme park ride it's so good know? and it was yeah. just a good movie yeah um so love dune King Richard, I can definitely see as best picture. It's just all around great. I I mean, maybe this is just the fragile state I've been in, again, citing gravity in this first 10 minutes, but uh, I was on like the verge of tears through many parts of King Richard just because it's like a guy going, well, I mean, it's a whole family going through a lot of things, but there's just a lot of injustice and like hardships like that he is just going through and trying to grapple with and doing the best that he can. And it's just a really compelling story and it's really inspiring and it's just, it's great. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Like my brother, that was like when I was telling we were recording this, he asked me if I'd seen everything and I told him that was like the one best picture nominee that i hadn't seen and he was like damn dude it's so good like it is good and yeah so i'm really excited to see it because yeah Yeah. and like love will smith love tennis yeah love the williams sisters like man oh yeah and just will smith aside pretty much everybody in this movie just 
crushing it. Yeah, people like, are talking a lot about John Bernthal too. Is he's like the one of the tennis coaches? I he believe. D- yes, he did a lot less like head shake nodding that he usually does because <laughs> I have a big problem with John Bernthal, where it's like that is his style of acting. He just nods aggressively, and that's his style of acting. So I <laughs> I was glad to see that he, a lot of above the neck acting. A lot of above <laughs> a lot of above the neck acting in this one, and. uh he, yeah, I guess all he needed to do was like don a wig and play like a really like particular character because I'm assuming his character like I mean, oh, I know his character is like based on a real guy. So I'm assuming his like it was very particular, like what he was emulating. So that probably helped. Nice. Um, yeah, he was great. Um, Licorice Pizza. We've talked about that. Yeah. Kind of underwhelming. R.I.P. Wanted to like it more. Definitely, definitely not a best picture nomination in my book. I don't, I don't get no, that either. I don't know how you could give, yeah, that like, no. You and we'll have plenty of other. I'm sure we'll have plenty of other times for Paul Thomas Anderson movies to like be in that prestigious. I feel like yeah, but yeah, it doesn't have, and like it's you know in some way it's unfair to judge a person by what they've, they've done, done in already. The past, but like yeah. when you. When you have a high standard for your own work and like, yeah, yeah, it does feel a little bit less, uh, it feels lighter than his other works in a way that can be enjoyable when you're watching it, but definitely for like awards, you're like, okay. Yeah. And I get, this is not the one to give it to him for. I'm trying not to like even compare it to like past Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. It's more just like, there was just a lot missing from this that would even make me think this is like a great movie. Like I was just like we were talking about before. It's like there's elements to a movie about to like an easy hang, you know, two people like really getting yeah. along with one another. I just don't think there was, there was something missing there. Yeah. And so it's like, even, even if it is like a PTA joint, like I just, I don't buy it. Yeah. There's yeah. just something missing. No, I'm with you. Uh, Nightmare Alley was great. I feel like it was a great ride. Um, as far as, I guess it just didn't impact me enough for me to think this is like best picture, like for me. Like, it, again, we like, yeah, the, like the Artur thing, like he did have a handle on all that stuff, but it's kind of like Shape of Water in my book where it's like that one was, did that, that actually won. It did win. Win. I don't. But it's like, yeah, it's understand. like this is clearly well made and well mm-hmm. done. It but didn't it, affect me that much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like I had like a nice time watching. It was like highly entertained. Thought mm-hmm. every aspect of it was well done. But ultimately, in the end, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't really feel much about this. Like, yeah, in a way where, yeah, it didn't elicit like a emotional response in any way. Yeah, it was just like, oh, that was like clearly well made and good. Yeah, and that might just be like talking about that and Nightmare Alley, it's like that might be Guillermo del Toro's stuff in general for me. It's like it's it's fantastical to a point where maybe it won't really ever affect me that much. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, but that's not a it's not a bad thing because like I don't need every movie to be an Oscar winner or anything like that. It's more like it's just kind of the type of the type of thing you might be in a mood for. Did 
did you do you feel that way about Pants Labyrinth? Because like that's the one for me, like Pants Labyrinth, where I'm like, it feels like it achieved it achieved that emotional center mm-hmm. as well with the fantastical elements in a way that his other movies haven't for me since. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching Pants Labyrinth and being like, this is amazing. But like, and like, I understand the plight of the main character and the reality of like her situation with like her father and like Franco and like the Spanish regime at the time, like worked Mm -hmm. well with the fantastical elements where like, it made sense, I guess, maybe because it was coming from a child's perspective of like why the fantasy elements would be there. Like when Mm -hmm. you're in a traumatic situation, you're going to like use storytelling to help your way out of it. Where like, when it focuses like solely on adults, a little bit of like that emotionality feels childish in a way where I'm not like mm. fully engaged with the emotional side of it. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, Pan's Labyrinth, I do remember being like really cool and stuff and being very like, very unlike things by Guillermo del Toro I had seen up until that point and thinking like, oh yeah, this is like gorgeous. It's weightier. And stuff like that than his other things. Blade 2. <laughs> yeah, Blade 2. <laughs> um, mm. I do... Uh, it Blade 2 is okay. Nothing will ever beat Blade 1, I'm just saying. But um, it's... Yeah. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth was good. It was pro- I probably liked it better um, than Shape of Water. I think I, I but liked it. still, that. like, didn't... It still just you didn't. You still feel something about yeah. his movies where you're kind of, like, at yeah. arm's length from them? I'm still just... Yeah, I'm still just kind of yeah. at arm's length. I don't know why. Like, the themes are there. Everything was there. Like, Nightmare Alley, I think I liked it a little bit more than both of those. Um, but it's still... Yeah, there's just something that's not there. Like, I'm thinking particularly of, like, the ending of Nightmare Alley and, like, you know, how everything comes full circle and yeah. all these things. And... It's good, and I get it, but I it just didn't rip my guts out like I thought it probably should have. Yeah. Maybe you because know. he is somebody that has like a classical sense of storytelling where it does hit each specific beat. So by the time you get to the end, even if it's like incredibly well made, it doesn't feel like particularly... Um, like striking to you because you're like this no. makes sense. This yeah. makes almost uh, it, too yeah. much sense. Where it you're like so much sense. This is yeah, yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. and it's brilliantly like tied in together. But because mm-hmm. of that, it's like the emotional aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of lack of surprise, you're kind of just like yeah, really well done. and can appreciate it, but I'm not in yeah. love with what was. Yeah, made. yeah, because it was one of those things where it was like it didn't. It took me by surprise in a certain regards where I like I had I hadn't seen the original and so I didn't know exactly what was coming but when it did happen I was like oh yeah this is one of those things where it's like it is what was supposed to happen is inevitable yet not entirely predictable but it just it just didn't hit that nerve you know it didn't really I was just like this is cool but that's it so all right that was that's Nightmare Alley like uh again it's talking about that Artur thing. It's good. I can see it being a nominee. I just don't think it should go all the way. Power of the Dog. Um, damn. 
That is a top contender, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's pretty much yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much a shoe in. West Side Story, I really loved. Oh, I yeah. love I love West Side Story. Um I think this is way better than the original. Um or the 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 original film adaptation, I should say. Sure. Or, was it? Or was it yes. Yeah. No, yeah, because it was yeah, based yeah. on a play that based came out like a handful of years before. Yeah. I think it was way better strictly for the fact that, you know, it's just like modern technologies, modern sensibilities um yeah and you no know, one no one uh no just one can overly move. tan yeah white guy playing <laughs> you know all that crap no they did a really good job of like correcting some of the mm-hmm. uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh casting of the first one yes um and also yeah i mean you're kind of reminded why Spielberg is Spielberg He's a G, where dude. you're like this. Yeah, yeah this, cause this movie has so many major set pieces of like yeah. groups of people moving, like dancing, freaking walking, moving gorgeous. together. Yeah. And like the way the camera is never static. Yeah. And it's so easy if you're like constantly moving the camera to like, uh, be kind of thrown off and like jittery about it mm-hmm. but everything he does is just so smooth yeah and i agree i really like i watched it the other day and i'm someone who's not like in love with musicals but like mm-hmm. you're captivated and you're like yeah it, it looks incredible the performances are all really strong it's, yeah you know there was you have a frame of reference for west side story too so it's like yeah. an easier in of like mm-hmm. I, okay i know the beats of this story that's true but it was still surprising despite like knowing what west side story is and what happens in it like yeah they definitely made subtle changes and like uh did enough with the new style and like you're saying that bringing in like the new technology but like mm-hmm. oh you're gonna actually utilize like techniques and and uh like set design and stuff to like make it stand out in a way that the that mm-hmm. makes it a bit different from the original in a way that's worth remaking it. Yeah, I think that was a lot of people's like critique on this is like nobody like or there are theories on why it bombed like cuz it didn't do well. But it's like Omicron. Yeah. Can, can anyone say Omicron? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that and Nightmare Alley actually i think they were like the same time they were released or whatever yeah that like couple mm-hmm. weeks right before christmas like yeah, yeah. no one was going to see movies yeah except for <laughs> they saw venom <laughs> great <laughs> cool thanks everybody let there be carnage baby. let there be carnage yeah um but uh it's like i think people's critique on it was that they didn't know why it needed to be remade or needed to be remake remade yeah, yeah. but it's like I don't know, like necessary were people clamoring for a West Side Story remake? Not necessarily, but now that we have it, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed the original West Side Story like way more than I thought I would. Yeah. But I enjoyed this one even more than that because it was done that much better. Yeah. And for the same reasons. I was like, ooh, big set pieces. Ooh, cool choreograph uh, choreography like yeah all this stuff like it was this great costumes so you're like great cool it was just great yeah. yeah no it definitely justified uh mm-hmm. having to be remade mm-hmm. i think yeah like changed enough made it like uh look great enough like changed a bit of the choreography but like didn't lose sight of why the original one works so well too mm-hmm. and then like yeah there were a few changes to i think um 
Like there were no, there's no Spanish language like subtitles when the characters are speaking Spanish to oh, each other. I forgot about that. Yeah. And like they yeah. added some dialogue there too, like uh, built up a couple of additional characters on like the shark side where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it doesn't feel like it, it's not whitewashed like the original. Like, yeah. I mean, in a lot of things, but I think they were like very aware of that and did it in a way that didn't feel like pandering, mm-hmm. but felt like, this actually enhanced the storytelling aspect yeah. of it. Not only, yeah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, they were like, not only are we just gonna say like, nope, this is the way it is. We're gonna do it in such a way that like challenges you a little bit. Yeah, and I, I, that's great. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah, it's totally worth the remake and like mm-hmm. yeah, and a great movie experience. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, just big, big movie. It was a big movie. Big movie. Uh, what, I think there's one. There's one more before. No, that was it. That's um, all the big picture now. That's all the big picture now. So I have a couple. Um, well, okay, like so we, talk, we know that I would pick Power of the Dog. So of yeah. the ones nominated, what would you? Ooh, of pick? the ones nominated, yeah, like what would be your best picture? Oh gracious, I would probably either go Power of the Dog or King Richard. Nice. Yeah, uh, that is a real tough choice. I mean, if I'm going what I think will win, probably because of everything, Power of the Dog. What I think... But just from a personal perspective, like what Man, was your favorite of those 10? What did I enjoy watching the most? Dang, it might be Power of the Dog. Nice. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, like, it's good. It's just it's like... Good. It's like King Richard is so good. It's Dune like cr- was so yeah. good. Yeah, Dune. That's the other one. Like, I'm like, I really loved. Yeah, watching Dune. It's in those theater, three. I was it's like, Dune, yes. King Richard, Power of the Dog. And if I go for like something that kept, it's weird because like Dune is its own thing. King Richard is a biopic. Power of the Dog though is just so unique and like kept me guessing the whole time and was surprising. So it's Power of the Dog. Uh, I hate to agree. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but you um, do have some other. I do have some other ones. So this is yeah. Let's get yeah. to them. So I wouldn't necessarily call them alt picks for um, best picture, but these are more just like discussion points. Uh, things I want to call out. Oh no, I did have. <laughs> I did have a couple alts. All right. I think. Card Counter should have at least been nominated. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about Best Director, but honestly, it seems like a Best Picture nomination to me because um, it's pretty much the whole package. Uh, looked at it in a certain light, I think you could consider it like Oscar bait. Yeah, definitely. Um, strong lead performance. You could consider it Oscar Isaac bait. Yo. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Line of the podcast. Took me like five seconds when I got there. Line of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oscar Isaac, come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Yeah. We'd rather have you than Toby Mogul. (laughs) 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 Holy hell. Okay. Uh, Worst person in the world. Yeah. No, I agree. Needs to be nominated. Uh, Needs to win, honestly. Yeah. That would be a winner for me. Um, I did just write Shiva baby or Shiva baby, but nah, maybe not a, 
Yeah, it's like I mean we talked about it, it was in my like top ten. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think it's definitely worth watching. Definitely it's worth watching. Just like what what an experience. Yeah. Does that make it a, like an Oscar contender? Maybe eh. not. But like, yeah. just give it it's something. Dang, yeah. I don't know what for. For sure. Yeah, just give it something. Um, Green Knight, I think, should be up there at the top. Yeah. I think I know I said it for director, but I think that should be a Best Picture nomination for nice. sure. Um, and then come on, come on. Oh yeah. Everything. I think it should win. All yeah. It's so, amazing. It's that weird. It got completely snubbed. Completely. Um, those are the ones that I wrote down for, you know, basically that's my, my snub list. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, one I wanted, one I wanted to talk to you about was, uh, and I don't know how to pronounce this, but is it Titan? Yeah, Titan. I think it's Titan. 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 Yeah. I feel like it's so insane. Yeah, it is. Uh, she, whoever she is, the lead, should be nominated for Best Actress. Yeah. Because what a role. Two. Maybe even Supporting Actor for the dad. So that yeah, I agree. It's just like. Hard to watch. And you, yeah, it was hard it's to watch. So much physical horror mm-hmm. that I was like, and I'm not, you know, you're you're the horror guy on the show, but I was like, that's not something I'd go so to uncomfortable. Yeah, because it is all yeah. like body horror stuff. Yeah, uh, it's really cerebral body yeah. horror. Too. And there's like, like some not amazing moments in the movie. Yeah, um, and I like really like I will go see. That director, uh, Julia yeah. Ducournau, who made Man. Raw, which, like, I Sprawl love Raw. Was so good. And I, like, I appreciated Titan. And I love, like, that she's just like, I'm going to fucking go for it and make, like, the one of the wildest movies you'll ever see. Yeah. But, yeah, not. It just, like, I was too uncomfortable watching it the whole time because mm-hmm. of, like, the body horror aspect mm-hmm. of it. Where I was like, I just couldn't. I couldn't appreciate it because I was just uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah. Which I think is part of the point, but that's, but it's still just like, I'm like, I I just, yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, yeah. I know we talked about Titan without ever giving kind of a synopsis of what it is. It's impossible to say what it is. It's impossible to give any kind of clue to what it is because I have no clue, but, um, I will say, yeah, if you've seen Raw, this is the same director. Raw is much more explanatory. Or ex- yeah, Raw's like... Much, much more explainable, or however you want to say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just pretty, a more straightforward... Once you see the twist, it's like pretty down the thing. middle. Yeah. Um, so, Raw was cool. This one is not as cool, but it started out really cool, and I think... It starts out really cool. I think It could be almost like a it. slasher movie at yes. first. I and think then it becomes like, yeah, not that. No, <laughs> I think that's what it's so much body horror where I'm just like, not it, like, sla- yeah. like gory, like mm-hmm. uncomfortable, like a lot of like itching and scratching at yeah. her own body where I was like, this, that hurts. Like that yeah. looks, you can feel the uncomfortableness. In yeah. That. I'm like, I can't, I was no. like queasy almost. I'm like, Ooh. I just can't, I gotta go. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it just made me too uncomfortable to fully like recommend or like fully. Oh, I, enjoy. Yeah, I can't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> I think, um, I think if it would have stayed the slasher, it started out as in the first 20 minutes, 
I'd been way more on board, if not equally as uncomfortable, but like that would have been a movie I'd be like, yo, yeah. this is, whoa, this is a follow-up to Raw, this person can do no wrong, holy crap. <laughs> like that would yeah. be me. Instead, it was like, it started out, it it failed on its promise, in my opinion. Like it promised you one thing and delivered something not not worse per se. It just delivered something completely different. And I, yeah. that's what I didn't like about it. No, definitely. So. It changes. So like abruptly mm-hmm. after that, like 20, 25 minute mm-hmm. mark, um, where, yeah, like it just, unfortunately, you know, that's what's the movie, but it, you can't really fault something for like being not what you wanted, yeah. but it does set up this premise of like, Oh, I'm really into this. This is what you're about to And then it changes. And I know a lot of people are really into that, but I was like, Mm -hmm. if it's just like a lot of the body horror stuff and more of like a emotional drama horror, I'm like, I'm too uncomfortable to get on board. Mm -hmm. I love... It's really interesting. I think we can both say it was like, we love unpredictable things. Yeah. Like we love things that like keep us guessing, but like there is a limit to that. Yeah. um, Within the confines of... Definitely. two-hour movie or whatever. Yeah, like, I, I don't mind yeah. feeling unsure of, like, what ha- what's happening or the ending. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I struggle with horror in general. Um, mm. But, like, the body stuff really does make me... It, it It's, like, visceral in, like, a painful way where, like, you're seeing this character, like, scratch at herself and, like, mm-hmm. do stuff where I'm just, like, no, yeah. no, like, oh no, like I can, f- you can feel mm-hmm. the pain. It's like when you're watching, when if you're you watching a- like Jackass and like they get hit in the nuts and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. But like some of the stuff, and like, I love yeah. Jackass, but like some of the stuff I'm like, that's too, like I can yeah. feel the pain of that. Yeah. And like the more they show it in mm-hmm. Titan, I'm like, the, the worse it gets watching it where you're mm. like that just I know it just hurts more and more every time you do these things yes um, yeah so I think for that reason I was like unfortunately not for me mm-hmm. that was yeah that's all I really want to talk about was I literally wrote on Titan question mark question mark question mark as in what just went down there did you see the movie Pig yeah Pig was awesome it was great uh this I'm is, glad you brought this up. This is not a best picture like a like additional or anything like that, but I just want to bring it up because I thought it was great and I the ending has a little bit of cheese ball like it's it's weird how much a musical cue can really throw an entire movie for me. But like there's this 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 movie Pig with Nicolas Cage like it it's so bizarre and unique about like somebody uh, he plays a character who like guy that lives in a woods and has a truffle hunting pig who gets stolen from him and it's like this pseudo revenge coming to terms with his own past journey and it's incredibly cool and unique and badass and like almost like a detective story, like a, you don't know what's going on. You don't know exactly the end goal of everything. You know, like the MacGuffin is like guy trying to get his pig back. It's like taken, but with a pig, but like, you know, it's, it's a lot more than that. And it just goes down these roads that you just don't really expect it to. And it's awesome. And the, 
there's just like some stuff at the end where it's like they just put the wrong like cheesy acoustic guitar track to the wrong scene and it really like kind of threw me it didn't ruin the whole movie for me but it was just like i thought they'd know like seeing this entire movie behind me i think they'd know better than to do that but you know i'm being really picky but it's true, yeah. See Pig. It's no, great. Pig is really you good. Know. And I had almost, I had Nicolas Cage on my short list too, I think. Ooh. He's like really great. And that um but yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. I think Yeah. The way you it's explain unique, it, it's like Yeah, it's a unique one. It's a it's a really yeah, like an original mm-hmm. premise and story and it and it's always unexpected. Like you think mm-hmm. the premise sounds like it's going like, you know, saying that it's like taken with a pig they did like sounds like it's going to be one thing but it's Mm -hmm. absolutely not that and what it is is like surprising and like uh yeah like really lovely in a way where it's like um incredibly enjoyable and like i left being like huh didn't expect that and like didn't think that's where it was gonna go and really happy that it did go there yeah very rich experience definitely i would say Yeah. yeah so pig pig is great um, again, these are just additionals. These aren't like, you know, best picture contenders or anything like that. Um, but honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions very honorable. I want to talk a little bit about Stillwater just to talk about it because talk about a movie that we were like both kind of like, we, yeah, talk about a movie where it was sold as one thing. Yeah. Like, they went hard into selling this very as hard. like, again, like a Taken type movie and it is not that at all all no <laughs> and like, no and yeah. and also like way better seeing like way better yeah and i remember seeing a trailer for this and being like there's no way this is gonna be good right like mm. this is not gonna work like matt damon's doing some like southern accent sort of like mm-hmm. yeah wh- my daughter was framed con- for a murder right and i'm gonna prove like her like innocent i'm gonna on- go to france and prove her innocent yeah like what <laughs> and you're like okay and I think we both went because it was like about that time where like theaters were reopening and we're like, yeah, we just want to be back in the theater again. Mm-hmm. And very pleasantly surprised with what it ended up being. Yeah. Uh, it is like turns that whole I think it turns that genre on its head a little bit where yeah. it's like you, it really does start that way in a way like it, it sets it up as way. a way. It becomes something entirely different, and yeah. then it kind of ends that way, too. Yes. And so, like, it is a bit yeah. disjointed, mm-hmm. but overall, I was, like, incredibly surprised that it worked at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going in with no expectations. No, because if you, like, Stillwater, look it up, go watch the trailer, you watch see that trailer. See the poster. It's like Matt see the, Damon. But yeah. <laughs> also, but I don't know. I guess this year, he's just, like, trying to look really ugly and gross on screen, like, <laughs> but he's just, like, a bit big. His style's horrible. He's got a goatee and he wears just like a ba- baseball cap over his face the whole movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like yeah, no, desperately to it's really good. Sure like, yeah, it's, it's something him. that I was like a very, very surprised by when I saw it. And mm-hmm. still all these like months later was like, no, that was Stillwater was just good. Yeah. It was just yeah, a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. I would go see Stillwater. Um, not along those same, well, maybe along the same lines. Uh, have you heard of the, movie nobody i've heard of it and i'm embarrassed to say that i have not seen it yet dang uh it is i believe now on hbo max yeah i did see that recently i'm like looking forward to seeing it um everybody watch nobody that's my endorsement it's john wick but starring um 
Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Uh, who I love, like... <sighs> Better Call Saul himself. Yes. And, like, they literally... Like, I love this turn of comedian turn dramatic actor turn action star. Like... Yeah, and he's like that's in his like cool. he's got to be like what fifties or fifties yeah. late fifties now. I think he's like fifty. Okay, yeah, but, but it's like yeah, great time to be like yeah, and, I'm gonna be an action star now. And also speaking of John Wick, it's literally written by and I think co-directed by at least uh, the guy who made John Wick. So oh um, nice. Do you know that the guy one of the the other because I think two two guys who were both like stunt coordinators mm-hmm. and men on the matrix made John that's, Wick. Yep. And then they kind of yep. split up. Yeah. One of them also has a movie coming out this year. That's called bullet train. Yo, I've heard of that. Sick. Dude, it looks, need, they oh just like drop some like God. stills from it. Yeah. And it looks amazing. Who's that starring? Brad Pitt. That's and, right. Yeah. That's it's right. And that's it's right. just called bullet train. Um, It'll be dope. And I'm like, this is going to be... And like, then I was like, oh, this is the guy that did John Wick and uh, like Atomic Blonde. I was like, this is going to be sick. Oh, nice. Yeah. Atomic Blonde. That was... That had some I good, really like Atomic Blonde. It had good action in it. Yeah. Um, it had a good visual style to it. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's my... Yeah, go see Nobody. It is... Ba- it's it's pretty much John Wick starring Bob Odenkirk. So that's, like it's it's that you don't sounds need, like an incredible endorsement, and it really is just it's that simple. Like, yeah, and it the action is great, and I think the things that set up these kinds of movies apart from their lesser counterparts is just how they're executed. Because we've seen this story a billion times, but like it depends on the actor, and it depends on the stunt coordination, and this one has both of those things to make it what it is and that's exactly why john wick succeeds and that's exactly why this film succeeds so i'm pumped now yeah it's great sounds great um in i had inside with bo burnham we've talked about that yeah um strawberry mansion which we saw oh yeah uh, sundance Sundance last year year, but it technically came out in oh one yeah or 21 sorry um but yeah strawberry mansion i think a few F words aside could be like one of the coolest things to show children oh. um, to like get them into cool cinema. Like what filmmaking could be. Yes. And like the possibility of like imagination yes. basically on screen. Yes. Yeah. I think it was, I thought it was strawberry mansion is so it's like a freaking fever dream set to film and it's, but it's coherent in a way that would make sense to, I think it makes a lot of sense and it, it, cause it has like a, uh, a very clear like thesis It has a very clear like concept and stuff, but it is very like out there, but yeah, it just has, it has like two F words in it. And I feel like it, I'm not a prude. It just feels like if they weren't there, I would show this movie to literally any child to be like, this is the new, Wallace and Gromit. This is the new Willy Wonka. This is the new like. This well, like, is something to get you freaking hype. Yeah, like like it, it would, would whoa. blow my mind as a kid. I never. But they'll never about show that. it to kids because it's rated R. True. Like you know, that's pretty. Yeah, because like it does use, it does have a very distinct visual style. Yeah, 
it, it yeah i mean it utilizes film for what it is a visual style and it's like yeah. we're gonna do something that like kind of breaks the mold we're gonna do something that like is overall coherent but there's gonna mm-hmm. be like little like dreamlike asides to it mm-hmm. um that's a really i never thought about it as like show that like show this as an inspirational film yeah. to kids to be like and also like here's what you can do with like you don't need a lot of money to make no. something look cool and like no. be really interesting you it's can like just home make something man. at home yeah. with whatever's in your imagination cardboard boxes and shit and it can yeah. be like a little bit uh uncomfortable at times and it can like be a little bit um you know shaky or confusing at parts mm-hmm. but like the through line works you're right like the story from front end you're like oh i get i get mm-hmm. what happened when you get yeah. to the end um yeah huh i never thought about that way but i think that's like a pretty beautiful thing to be like oh yeah i would love i think children would be inspired by this yeah. i think that's like very high praise for anything yeah i really feel like there's there's so many things like i look at horror movies sometimes through that lens as well where it's like, not that I want to, you know. Like, if this wouldn't give kids nightmares, they should see They it. would love it. Yeah. But literally, it's pretty close to what I am thinking, which is when you're like, when you're a child, like things that stick with you tend to be the stuff that really borders on the macabre. You know what I mean? But not enough to scar you for life, but like, things that make you go like, oh, there's some darkness here. There's like a little bit of, this isn't like candy coated after school special stuff. Like that stuff is all well and good. But like the things for me, at least like as a kid, the things that really stuck with me were the things that kind of scared me, you know, kind of just made me go, what's this? Like, even I remember this like cartoon, it was like a raggedy Ann and Andy like cartoon, definitely four kids terrifying it was terrifying to me but i loved it because it was just like this uncanny valley like type of like creepy like children's animation thing that i was like there's something here that's like invoking this kind of like curiosity in me where i'm like maybe it's triggering some kind of inspiration you know yeah and i feel like it was the same vibe i got from strawberry mansion where it's like this is cool, but also like there's something evil under the surface here, which is like very much like what there was something evil under the surface in like the plot of this movie yeah. where it's like, you know, advertisements invading your dreams kind of a thing. But like that, yeah, I think it resonates on like a guttural level and then visually there's enough there to, to resonate with a child to be like, Hey, this is what filmmaking can be. Like you were saying. Like, yeah, I think that's really like something outside the bounds of like what's traditional Mm -hmm. where like expand you're young. Like you shouldn't be thinking of like what can be done. Like what, Mm -hmm. or what, like what do I have to do to fit in to this like Mm -hmm. form of art or anything? It's like, no, anything can be done. Mm -hmm. And it's about pushing like, you're a kid push those boundaries like use yeah. whatever's in your head yeah uh, don't be afraid yeah. like i mean i was raised very like conservative religious and stuff so like sometimes those darker areas were like it's very forbidden you know yeah. and There's maybe intrigue, that's intrigue there. yeah like, so are, that intrigue yeah on? what's uh what's going on here so i think some of that like the interest towards that darkness is kind of like that's like a trigger right so 
yeah, I feel like if the fact that I wasn't allowed to explore it maybe made it, maybe made it that much more intriguing. So maybe that's the antithesis to my argument. But at the same time, it's like the fact that it's just knowing it exists. You're like, what's going on here? I can explore that. That's, that is an avenue to explore. So I don't know. I know this a lot for like, it's Strawberry Mansion. Like, you know, no, like, that's really cool. But, I mean, I think it's great to think about things those ways and like find, yeah. find like what you find worthy from mm-hmm. any movie. Yeah. 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 Um, then I would go, Ooh, uh, I really like the beta test. Uh, the Jim Cummings movie, the beta oh, test. Yeah. Uh, it was, I don't know that, uh, I, I think all of Jim's com- Jim Cummings stuff is like really good. I think um, that's like he's just a captivating. Yeah, he's a captivating presence. And or like, presence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, Thunder Road, Wolf of Snow Hollow, yeah. Beta Test, like all worth watching yeah, and just definitely. like, yeah, keep seeing what he's gonna do. Yeah, it's just like they're all like short movies too. It's like they're all just like yeah, rapid, incredibly like digestible. Yeah, rapid fire dialogue, like just extreme personalities yeah but he's someone that you just like can't really take your eyes off when he's on the screen like he yeah yeah and he he feels like self-deprecating and like Mm self-aware but he's still his characters still like can't stop themselves from doing these things that they (laughs) know they shouldn't be doing yeah where you're like you're watching like basically a train wreck about to happen Mm -hmm. in a way that is like incredibly entertaining and, and, uh, and yeah, like it's nice to, I, I enjoy watching like performers who I feel like, and he writes the movies too. So like he's writing to him, yeah. to his personality in yeah. a way. And I feel like he's able to like poke fun and not take himself so seriously in these roles and like mm-hmm. just make something that's like a bit original, a bit interesting, like relatively low budget, but they still all look great. Yeah. And totally. like, so he's clearly like highly skilled, but he's yeah. like, I can't take myself too seriously. Like in the end, I'm still just like making a, like yeah. a kind of comedy movie. He, yeah, he's an interesting dude. Cause he's like very much like a champion of like independent film and getting your films made for yourself and raising the funds yourself and just a big proponent of that. And I think that's a testament to like what he makes is like, he doesn't really answer to pretty much anybody but he still is like super collaborative and like knows that film is like greater than the sum of its parts. And he knows that if somebody has a better idea than he does, he should take it like that kind of thing. So it's like, he is like the creative force, but I've heard some interviews with him. And it's just like, he seems really, I don't know, just I very like, aware. Yeah. He's you know? very like he's, he wants to have complete control over the things that he makes, which, mm-hmm. and like, he loves working in like the low budget area, I think because of that, but he's not precious about like his ideas. Mm-hmm. Like he clearly has writing partners and like people that he works yeah. with where like, he's not somebody that's like, I have to have this idea. They're like, if mm-hmm. it doesn't work, he's more than willing to be like, okay, well how do we make it work? And mm-hmm. like, you know, can we put somebody else in here? Can we do some of it? Like, he does feel like somebody who, because he's very supportive of independent cinema, like he wants to almost prop everybody else that he's working with as well. Mm. And I think like his movies have that sense of like the people in them, he himself, like they feel like they're having a fun time making it and they're just like doing a cool project. Yeah. Uh, 
and like I mean they all come out really well and like entertaining yeah. in various different ways too oh man so yeah uh, the beta test if you haven't seen it go see it it's uh or get it I think it's rentable or streamable somewhere but uh, yeah Jim Cummings check out all of his stuff yeah Thunder Road beta test and Wolf of Snow Hollow which I think I mentioned last year is like why why wasn't that nominated when like Promising Young Woman was I don't know I know he's they're great. not the director. I'm I'm mad. I'm mad about it. Yeah, he's mad about it. <laughs> but um, oh, and then I got in here. Uh, da, 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 we already mentioned Last Duel, uh, Barb and Star. Well, we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, we did. We covered Mass, um, The Alpinist. Did you watch The Alpinist? No, I I was about to recently, and then I. <laughs> I don't know. If this is a spoiler alert. It's about a mountain climber. I looked him up on Wikipedia and then was like, yeah, no, not in the mood to watch this right now. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But I've been told as well that like, yeah, yeah um, it's great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I'm a sucker for climbing documentaries because, you know, every time somebody's like got cool footage of somebody on a mountain, my hands start to sweat. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, I do like rock climbing myself and I'm not good at it. And to see these people who are so good at it, that they don't do it with ropes. It's just one of those. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, they're insane. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's always a testament to like the human will and like passion and all this stuff. So like the Alpinist is the latest in a long line of really, really sick, like climbing documentaries. So definitely see the Alpinist. Nice. Um, we talked about Bar- uh, Barbara Starr, and then oh, I wanted to mention S- the Spark Brothers. Oh uh, yeah, Sparks Brothers. I think this is a good place to end with, like yeah, the Sparks Brothers, and then I think like the Beatles get back mm-hmm. are like mm-hmm. there are a couple great music documentaries this year. Yeah, um, I personally didn't know a lot about the Sparks Brothers. I at knew all. nothing, even though I had listened to several of their albums. Oh, nice! Like years and years ago. And I just didn't think about it. It was those, those days where I was like, I, uh, those years I, sh- I should say where I was like just reading Pitchfork reviews and just like, what are they recommending? Like there was Sparks albums on there and I would just be like, okay. And I'd listen to them and be like, this is weird, but yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> and like, I remember a lot from when, like, this is like eight years ago. And then like okay. I saw this documentary, listen to those albums again. I'm like, holy crap. This was that bad. Like what? I didn't even yeah. realize it. You know, it, it almost is like reminds me of what you were saying about Strawberry Mansion, where like mm-hmm. show a young musician like Sparks, yeah, because they basically reinvent themselves like every two years in mm-hmm. like different albums, and their like creative output of like pushing the boundaries of like what pop music could be, yeah, in a way where like yeah, they made they in the States, like they never really hit it that big and like, yeah, but they were somebody that was then respected by everybody else. And mm-hmm. like major pop artists are like, yeah, we all know who Sparks is. And yeah. Like, I think that the, the tagline for that whole movie was it's your favorite band's favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then you're like, and then yeah. like you're saying like you watch it and you're like, Oh, I've heard this song before. Yeah. Oh, I know. This song. Yeah. And like, but to see just like their creative output and like people who, we're told of multiple times in their career, like you hit it big with this song, keep making music like this. And they were mm-hmm. like, you know, we've done that already. Like we're not yeah, inspired by doing yeah. something similar or the mm-hmm. same. Like we're going on, on a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I've, I like found that 
their like creative output and like incredibly inspirational when mm-hmm. I was watching it. And yeah. Being, like, I was wow, you don't stoked. have to be like one thing. Like no. you can be anything and you can change constantly. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, people are going to be a bit confused by it or be like, why are you mm-hmm. acting this way now? It's like, but that's who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, like unapologetically. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like a bit like not many people work together for that long and they're brothers too. And like, wow, they yeah. still like clearly had such like love and respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And we're like loving making music. Like they had a mm-hmm. couple periods where like they seemed a bit down, but mm-hmm. they well, always found they that additional just... inspiration. And yeah. like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Like I had a yeah. wonderful time watching sparks. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, like a great thing like that. Yeah. And like Beatles get back is just like, the Beatles are obviously like a band. Everyone's like, Oh, they're amazing. And they are amazing. Mm-hmm. But watching, I think get back, I was like seeing a band actually like behind the scenes, seeing their process essentially mm-hmm. is also like really inspirational and cool to be like, Oh damn. Like, okay, these guys had to like put in the work to do it. It wasn't like, here's our pop songs and we're on stage, like in front of a bunch of screaming people, like <laughs> they're dealing with like personal differences and like artistic differences all through it. Yeah. Um, but then mostly it's just like, this is good music and I'm having yeah. a nice time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say that's, you know, we could we can end it there because it, I don't normally like love a music documentary, but Sparks was like I was oh, so taken so with good. it that, and it was just so inspiring. I was just stoked pretty much the entire time That's I was where, sitting like, there. Between I like I I also like like music documentaries, but I don't like love them because I'm like oh, I could just like put on the album and like enjoy mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I feel like they're a bit over long or they like try to dramatize yeah. a person's like life story to make it seem like more inspirational than it is. Yeah. With the Sparks documentary and with like Summer of Soul, I felt similar. Where it's yeah. like, we're just going to show you the music and the yeah. time and then get interviews from them about how they were like feeling at the time and how like what they were going through. Yeah. And listening to the people reflect on their careers and like their lives mm-hmm. and and clearly having some doubts about like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't have gone in this direction or like we weren't sure when we did this. But mm-hmm. looking back on it with like positive reflection and being almost like in awe of their own work mm-hmm. and being like, you know, what we what we have is something like pretty special and mm-hmm. amazing. And like we should be really proud and like love it. And you're like, oh, man. you should be. You're like, yeah. yes, like yes. your career spans yes. like four. 40 years and 25 yeah. records and like it's, it's incredible yeah. what you guys do together and like it's so nice to see that joy and that like that pride yeah and in a in a hum in a humble way like yeah they're so humble the whole yeah. time and they're just being showed like incredible innovations in music and like mm-hmm. amazing hits that like, they made. You and were they're just this like, influential to this band yeah. and this band, and you did this before anybody else did this. And they're like, they're like, we yeah, just June. We just we love to music like, and we like love we music. clearly yeah. love performing together. And you're like, yeah. that's that is just like beautiful in itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like really pleasant and like really inspirational to watch. Yeah, and also touching on the fact that. Uh, we we're both like, oh yeah, music documentaries usually a little overly long and usually a little, you know, whatever. This is a two and a half hour movie. 
and it, it felt like I was like, keep by. going. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, it they could have spent a little by. bit more time here. Yeah. More, exactly. Like, because they did so much in their career. Yeah. And all of it is like, and they're both just like two captivating people to watch and listen yeah. to. Um, yeah, no, that's a great pick. I'm glad we talked yeah, about Sparks that. Sparks Brothers for sure. Wow. I, we did it. Uh, we, d- we did it. We I have so it. much more, but they're more like these deserve other podcasts because it's like about oh. animation and Then horror. I guess we got to come back. So we might have to come back, but uh, we can worry about that later. Um, that is going to about wrap it up for our first annual Oscars oh, podcast. man, our first annual But Oscars our second... Podcast. Second, second episode episode overall but in first. three parts or more <laughs> we haven't determined our second yet. set of three or more parts yeah but our first overall yeah theoretical episode but yeah no it was great Amazing. i love talking movies i with love you. talking movies with you this and is good. yeah this is great i think the main message here is watch back around <laughs> yeah it is watch back around that's what i was gonna say and i was like do i do, do this I? yeah yeah. You know, Baccarat, best movie of 2020. Baccarat coming back around. Let's Hell go. Yeah. Always, every year, <laughs> yeah, hype every it up. Year. But yeah, no, thank you for listening. And yes, this has been Movies. Me. My girlfriend's. Best friend's. Boyfriend. The inaugural. Second episode. Podcast. For the f- Oscars first time we recorded One this part. One part, three parts, five parts, we don't know. Yes. But we did it. <laughs> we did. We out here. Happy Oscars, baby. Yes. Look forward to seeing all your noms and votes and Yeah, tell us what we missed, you know, cuz I don't think we missed anything. I don't think we don't tell us anything. We didn't miss shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We're out. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs>